This week's episode of The Fizz is brought to you by Fox Hills Chrysler Jeep. Fox Hills Chrysler Jeep's friendly service and wide selection is the only fucking place you ever need to go to buy a vehicle. And if you think otherwise, you should take a ride over to 111 Ann Arbor Road in Plymouth and find out for your motherfucking self. That's Fox Hills Chrysler Jeep located at 111 Ann Arbor Road in Plymouth, Michigan. Their friendly service and great selection is unmatched throughout the state and it's the only place you're going to want to go to get yourself a Chrysler or a Jeep. But now, without further ado, let's get in to the fizz. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chalk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop bottles. Okay, we poppin' champagne like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball hard. Don't just be by harder. I am the bird man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, she-males, he-males, animals, transvestites, little people, and sports fans everywhere, welcome to episode 12 of The Fizz. Man, does it feel great to hear that sound again. The uh, the champagne's popped. It's poured. Wayne and Birdman played me on as they uh, as they're so accustomed to doing. I'm ready to go. Uh, it's Tuesday night here in uh, in a suburb in a suburb of De- of Detroit. Ugh, yuck. Um, I know. Well, hey guys, let me start off by saying thank you for your patience. Thank you for waiting around. Uh, thank you for being here right now. Really, thank thank you to all ten of you listening to this right now. It really does mean a lot to me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I've wanted to come back and do the fizz for more than quite some time now, but life, laziness, and the occasional uh, Labatt Blue or strikeout have have definitely gotten away and delayed the return of the greatest podcast ever recorded about the city of Detroit. So it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, so, you know, you know, let, let's catch up with each other. Um, the last episode of The Fizz was actually recorded and produced on October 3rd, 2017. Wow. Yes, that is over a year ago. And yes, that is, in fact, Mean Girls Day. It's October 3rd. So when we last spoke, I was living and working in downtown Detroit. I was providing you guys with daily LCAs and dodging the queue line on my walks into work. Um, And then towards the later half of 2017, I decided to take a job downtown at a very popular place. I'm sure you guys all know it. Um, A very popular place in the city in hopes of chasing down, quite frankly, just a a boatload of a boatload of cash. I mean, there's, there's no other way to sugarcoat it. I wouldn't have taken the job literally any other way, um, unless I thought there was going to be a way to make some more money. Um, the job was a major, major time commitment. Uh, it took away a lot of things that I enjoyed doing on a regular basis. And one of the biggest casualties of taking that job, um, was this podcast. It was the fizz. Um, so over time it began to take, you know, more and more for me, um, of the things I wanted to do. And while I don't regret attempting to do the job, Um, I ultimately learned that it wasn't for me, and in overly dramatic fashion, uh, which is the way I do enjoy doing things, I walked out one day 
and I just I just never walked back in. Um, 19 days later, uh, I proposed to my girlfriend, who I was living with for more than a few years now. Um, and on, actually on that same day that I proposed, uh, we put an offer in on a house. Um, so, so it was a pretty, pretty wild day for me. I got two yeses in the same day, one from her and one uh, on the offer of the house. So I have since moved out of the city of Detroit, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, but I'm in a very close suburb to the city. Um, and I was, you know, so I'm, as I said, I'm very close to the city. And I was lucky enough to find another job right in the heart of downtown Detroit. So everything, everything pretty much worked out. Uh, I was very sad to leave the city. Um, you know, I grew up in East English Village uh, my entire life. I went out to MSU, to Michigan State, did two years in Chicago, and then I moved right back to the city. So 90% of my life has been spent um, as a Detroit resident. It's, it's obviously something I'm, I'm very proud of. So it was, it was tough to leave the city. Um, but I will say the extra space in the yard is great for uh, my one-year-old English Bulldog. His name is Hank. He's named after Henrik Zetterberg, the Red Wings' most former captain. Um, but like I said, the house is great. Uh, it's nice to have uh, the yard for him, and it's good to use a garage uh, to air out my hockey equipment as opposed to the trunk of my car, which was what I was doing while I was in the city. So, you know, if you've listened, listened in the past or followed any of my bullshit, you may have known that I used to record this, uh, record this bad boy in the extremely hip Foundation Hotel. Uh, it was located, which is located right by Cobo Hall, if you know, downtown Detroit. Um, well, you know, I wanted to start this back up again because I do have the time to do this. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, I do love doing it. And, you know, I emailed them about 17 times and I couldn't get them to give me a straight answer about when I could come in, what times I could come in. Um, so I just I just said, fuck it. Uh, I bought a cheap mic. And now here I'm sitting in my unfinished basement talking to empty air in hopes that someone is out there listening. So, again, if you are hearing this, I do thank you very much. Um, we're about six and a half minutes into the podcast. So the fact that you've stuck around this long does does mean a lot. Um so I don't know if I don't know if you heard it. We're this is this is the big test run in the basement, but like something, some fucking thing just turned on in my house. I have no idea. I don't I don't know how houses work. I'm the least handy guy in the world. But something just turned on. I don't know if it was air, heat, HVAC, the laundry. No idea. But that that just turned on. So if sound quality um, is not as good as it used to be, if if you can notice it, um, you know I do apologize. Um, because I'm working around, you know, a washer running and then hopefully my dog doesn't come down and threaten to take a shit right on the floor. So that's what we're working with. It's a little more raw. Um, so just picture me like in a dirty, dingy, unfinished basement with like one dangling light over my head. And then if you hear any outside sounds, that's just like my house being a house or, or, uh, or my fiance or my dog walking around upstairs. So, um, hope you can bear with me through that. Um, and hopefully I give you enough good content to make this thing worthwhile to listen to. So that was a little bit of a brief catch up on what I've been up to for the past year. But now, um, you know, I'll quit being a self-centered son of a bitch and focus on the fizz. And we need to make it the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. And I can't do that um, without your help. 
I need you to tell your friends. I need you to give me feedback on what you do and don't like. I want you to ask me questions. I want you to agree with me, disagree with me, call me a douche, laugh your ass off, get pissed off, um, you know, all, all the above, really. Listening to this should be like watching sports. There's going to be things you love, things you like, things you're indifferent about, and thing, things you absolutely hate. But the whole goddamn thing should, at the very least, be mildly entertaining. Now, I, like many of you out there, am a sports guy. And when I say guy, um, I, I just mean person. I know it's 2018 and we're in a hypersensitive world and shit like that doesn't fly as well. But even if you have boobs and a vagina, um, if you yell, eat them up tigers and ask yourself, is it October yet in the middle of summer, uh, you're a sports guy. So one thing I do want to get clear is while my love of Detroit sports is very clear and unwavering, and I do know a fair share uh, about our teams here in the Motor City, I am by no means, by no means an expert. Um, you know, I don't know Lions practice squad guys. I don't know, um, you know, I don't, I don't know who the Tigers feel real good about in double A. Uh, I barely I barely know the rules of basketball. I have to refresh myself every time I watch a Pistons game. And, you know, I like I don't know which round Trevor Daly was drafted in in the NHL draft. Um, you know, I could Google all these things and think about them, make an argument about whatever whichever direction we're headed. Um, but in-depth knowledge, not not a ton. Um, but, you know, things I do. But, you know. But in general, I do know a lot of things. Um, I do know that Stafford is having the worst year of his career. You know, I've watched every Lions game this year. Uh, I know that today, uh, Tuesday, was the 11-year anniversary of trading for Miguel Cabrera. Um, I know that Blake Griffin is by far and away the biggest superstar in the city of Detroit. And I know that the Red Wings need to get rid of a lot of contracts and draft or sign an all-star cornerstone defenseman if they're ever going to return um, you know, to the glory days of being the class of the NHL. Um, sports are absolutely my favorite thing in the world, and I enjoy every aspect about them. Um, I enjoy the business around sports. I enjoy the jerseys that the players are wearing every game, the personalities that are presented uh, with every sport. I love crazy crowds and shitty announcers. I love upsets, blowouts, shit-talking, bench-clearing brawls, and disrespectful celebrations. And man, do I love betting on sports. Um, I wish I didn't like it as much as I do, um, but I definitely enjoy having some heat, some fucking action on almost any sports game that I'm watching. Um, I really like betting on sports if I'm winning. Um, I will never, ever, ever bet against any of the f big four Detroit sports teams, and I'll never bet against Michigan State in any sport, not even uh, track and field. Um, no matter what, no matter the matchup, no matter how good I feel about the other team, I'll never bet against Detroit or Michigan State Spartans. Um, you know, in addition to sports, I do love the city of Detroit. And like I said, I do love all these teams very, very much, even though you are going through an absolute drought of complete mediocrity right now. Um, you know, I still love them to death. So I guess what I'm trying to say with all this is even if you're not an in-depth sports fanatic, like a lot of people are out there, um, the fizz will have something for you. Um, I'll keep it sporty and spicy and poppy and try to make sure we all have a good time. 
um, but I will not keep it clean. Um, I have a foul mouth and I get easily excited. So if you, uh, you know, if you season your chicken with water or you think milk is spicy and you don't like gods before your dams, uh, this may not, this may not be the podcast for you. So the first thing I want to get into here is Matthew Stafford and these Detroit Lions. God, we are so fucking pathetic. Uh, The Lions are having an absolute piss poor dog shit chart stain of of a fucking season. Um, And it's absolutely soul crushing as a fan. Um, you should be used to this. What'd you expect, Frank? It's the same old lions. SOL. Okay, yes, I fucking hear you, and you're and you're right. But like fuck off. I, you know, like most Lions fans, um, got all hot and bothered in the best way possible for this offseason we had. You know, we brought in Maddie P, Matt Patricia from the Lions. You know, we drafted Carry on, he's hot as shit. And we signed Mr. Blunt. I was excited about Mr. Blunt. Um, and you know, when the lions picked off golden boy, first rounder, Sam Darnold of the jets on the first play from scrimmage of 2018, um, I was undoubtedly creaming my jeans and screaming forward from the hilltops. Uh, but lo and behold, the lions went on to lose that game by obviously a billion points. And we all know the story about the rest of the season. Um, it's been an absolute clusterfuck nightmare, um, of just the same old shit. You know, and every time you watch a game, the announcers just have to, when they're talking about Matt Patricia, they talk about, like, the Patriot way, and they always got to talk about, you know, they always got to fucking talk about how he was, like, a rocket surgeon and a brain scientist. And I don't give a fuck about that anymore. I don't care where he got his education. I don't care that he literally studied rocket science in college or high school or anything. Um, he isn't winning. He isn't winning games. And he looks like a homeless man. He looks like a homeless man. Uh, it's one thing to look like a homeless man if, if you win games. Uh, great example, Bill Belichick. He, I don't know if he looks homeless. He looks like, like a geriatric old guy who, I mean, who just doesn't really know how to je- dress. But it doesn't matter because he has like 100 Super Bowls. Uh, but when you look homeless and you're out of a playoff race... By the Thanksgiving game, you know. Guess what? You you just look like a you look like a jackass. And don't get me wrong, I was juiced. I was juiced up about Matt Patricia. He's the guy I wanted here. I was real excited about bringing him in. I thought he was like fucking cool with the backwards hat. Obviously, he's the Patriots guy. Um, I mean, I liked him so much. I designed a shirt with his face, and I currently sell the shirt. Uh, on on ChampagneAthletics.com, go check it out. There's a lot of other shirts there, Red Wings, Pistons, anything you can you know really think of. Um, but he seems clueless. Um, we've done nothing but go completely backwards this year. I mean, we we're nine and seven last year, and right now we're currently sitting at what are we? Have we had nine losses already? Four and eight, four and nine, whatever. Right, right, right in the shitter. Um, he's added no flair, no change, no culture shock, nothing. Um, it's just been more of the same. The only thing he's really, the only thing he really did right was he, you know, he did get his nut off in the Patriots game, his first career win as an NFL coach. 
Um, he was able to beat the Patriots. It was absolutely mind-blowing. I actually wrote an entire article about how everyone should bet on the Patriots. And no, I didn't bet on the Patriots. I told you I never bet against the Lions no matter what. Um, but, uh, but you know, when he won that Patriots game, it was already too late in the season. We were already two games in the hole, losing to two dog shit teams who currently reside in the basement of the NFL. There are not many teams completely out of contention in the NFL. I think, like, 20 teams still mathematically, like, I mean, I think technically we mathematically still have a shot, but, like, realistically to make the playoffs, like, there's, like, 20 teams, I think, sniffing the hunt here, and there's, like, there's, like, a third that isn't. And and the two teams we lost to and us um, sit in that basement of just completely out of contention. But the hottest button topic I want to touch on here is our golden boy, the guy whose jersey I own, uh, the guy I used to swear by, and that's number nine, the man under center, the $26 million a year dude named Matthew Stafford. Now, I love Staff. I think he's the coolest dude in the world. Um, I think he's got a heart of gold, a hot-ass wife, and three beautiful kids. Um, I think it's pretty badass. I think he's lived a pretty fucking badass life. He was, you know, number one overall pick, went to Georgia, was the quarterback there. He's a Texas boy, and now he's married to the lead cheerleader, like I said, with three kids. Um, I'm proud of who he is as a person, and I'm proud of how he represents Detroit. Um, but now with that out of the way, I just have to say he's having a completely dog shit year. Uh, the worst year, in fact, that we've ever seen him play, maybe besides his forgivable rookie year and, you know, the, the early on seasons when we had like white guys named Fury playing wide receiver. Um, I was a Matthew Stafford slappy. Um, I'm just coming off of it this season. Um, I was an apologist. I defended him to the core and pointed to the defense, the protection that he had, the run game, and everything else in between. I was one to bust out those, like, Matthew Stafford apologist stats. You know, you you hear these stats almost all the time, whether it's on TV or people on Instagram or Twitter defending him. You know, it, it goes something like, well, he has as many passing yards as Peyton Manning did at the age of 30. So, and just shit like that. And I'm completely done with those. He's not winning. He looks disinterested out there. Um, I love him, and I probably like his wife even more, but I can't defend his play on the field uh, anymore. I, I really, I honestly can't defend it anymore. He makes over $26 million a year and has been in the league for over a decade. We are in year 10 of Matthew Stafford as the Lions quarterback. Uh, we had a, this year we got a completely revamped offensive line. Um, we had an extremely strong receiving core before we shipped out Golden and Marv got hurt for the year. And we established somewhat of a run game with carry-on, the best we've had in years. So what is the issue now? Like, the latest next-gen stat that I'm fucking hearing all the time is that Detroit receivers have the worst separation from corners in the NFL. Blow me. What is that stat? Like, I don't... There's probably so much technology of how they calculate it. I'm not even going to say, like, how do they calculate it. But, like, who cares? Do you really think that Brady, Breeze, or Rodgers would ever be in the vein of a stat like that to be defended by? I hardly, I highly doubt it. Win games, 
find a way. All the great ones do. Now, am I sitting here thinking, let's get rid of the guy? No, we're not going to get rid of him. The cap space, all the money we have invested in him, everything. He's our quarterback, so we have to deal with it. Matthew Stafford is not going anywhere because of his contract. Um, But I hate watching him play like this. I want Matthew Stafford to be my quarterback, but I want him to be better at football, if that makes any sense at all. I think he's legit as fuck, but his play has been absolutely brutal this year, especially for the amount of money he makes. You know, I love him and I don't want him to play like this. It sucks to watch. He seems lethargic and he does have absolutely zero killer instinct. Instinct With all the comebacks he had last year, it's, it's really tough to watch this year. The late interceptions, the lazy passes, the miscommunications. And just the attitude just doesn't seem like he has that fire under his ass uh, like he had in the past. Um, And, you know, the Matthew Stafford apologist, admittedly, I was one of them and had to have a revelation this year. Uh, They just need to stop. We're we're at year 10 now. We don't have a playoff win. We haven't even played a, a playoff home game. We don't have a division title. And not to mention, arguably the greatest wide receiver of all time, at least the top five, Calvin Johnson just walked out of the game. Do you really think he walks if he has a quarterback like Breeze or Brady or someone who is is one of the elite guys? I mean, he blamed the Lions organization, but if you like the guy throwing you the ball, a lot of the times that can make up for a lot of deficiencies with the organization. And this is hard for me to say because – as I said a million times, I love Matthew Stafford. Um, I love who he is as a person, but this year has been really disheartening for me as a Lions fan. You know, my dad is like, how old, he's like 67 years old now. He's been a Lions fan forever. He was around for their, their national title before the Super Bowl was even a thing. And he's such a jaded guy when watching the Lions, and you obviously can't blame him. And I just wonder if I'm finally hitting that mark I will be 28 in January this year, and I wonder if I'm hitting that mark of of jadedness because it's pretty unbelievable how they find a way to disappoint you year in and year out, whether it's going completely 0-16, going 9-7 and just missing the playoffs by losing to the Bengals in the last game, or having a shit call against you in Atlanta, or tapping the ball out of the back of the end zone, or getting some shit call in Dallas in a playoff game. Um, It's just a new way to get disappointed every single year. And with this one, it was the new Patriot way, the new coach, uh, the run games improved, um, and 9-7 and was not good enough. So we fired the coach, brought in a new guy. And so if 9-7 is not good enough, 10-6 and would be the improvement there. And 10-6 and normally gets you into the playoffs. So, you know, as a Lions fan, season ticket holders, anybody invested in this team, It's just been an absolutely fucking brutal year. Um, And just so many things have been icing on the cake. I mean, obviously the Jets game was terrible. Um, The shitty call versus San Fran that took took the W away from us. Dallas, Jared Davis gets beat by Zeke from an absolute dime from Dak. Um, I mean, we let Chase Daniel beat us uh, when Stafford threw two picks um, at the end of the game. And just that Seahawks game was absolutely puke-worthy. 
Uh, it's been an absolutely trying season as a fan. And, you know, you just you just kind of sit back and wonder, like, how much longer you can invest in this team. And the answer is going to be for the rest of my life. I just wonder how hard the jadedness will kick in at one point. I guess maybe I should talk to my dad. So with the last few minutes here, I do want to take some time to discuss puck, discuss some hockey. I don't want to jump deep into the Red Wings right now. I want to give more of a dedicated look at them and talk to you guys about them. Um, tonight, we obviously lost a pretty pretty exciting heartbreaker to Tampa Bay, um, and I just don't think the Wings are going to get anywhere where we want them to be one until we get the defense we need two until we're out from under all these nightmarish contracts i mean it's the same story as last year um until we are done with erickson's contract howard's contract helms contract abby's contract um i'm probably missing a couple but just all these horrendous contracts that holland has us under um i just don't see us really being successful um I don't want to jump down the Eiserman rabbit hole right this second. I mean, do I think he's coming back? Yes, but I don't want to get my hopes up. Um, but him leaving Tampa Bay seemingly in his prime, in Tampa Bay's prime, um, for almost no apparent reason, seems suspicious. And if he wants to come back to Detroit, I mean, I don't see him being done with hockey or being done managing teams or being involved in the game of hockey so I, I don't know why he wouldn't come to the Red Wings um, I know Holland still has another year on his contract but you know a year is not not that long of a time um, so do I think Eiserman will come back yeah I think there's a strong possibility because why would he leave that situation that's more of the the question I have um, nice the HVAC just kicked on or something I'm just gonna keep calling it the HVAC I don't know what the hell's turning on um, in this house um, but um, with the final minutes here, I will discuss the second most important hockey team in the country um, outside of the Detroit Red Wings, and that is the Longnecks. Now, if you do follow the Instagram at Champagne Athletics, you probably have seen me discuss my beer league hockey team. We are called the Longnecks. We skate out of Hazel Park. It's every Thursday of the week. Now, I want to come to you guys and just level with you about how the season's gone um, because I feel like I've been pretty scattered and inconsistent with the updates on the Instagram with my stories and my articles so I'll just shoot you straight here we had high hopes for the long necks last year we were the three seed in the playoffs we're a very good team um, we thought we were going to make a deep run and we ended up getting upset in the first round one and done bounced right away it was like NCAA March Madness it was an absolute haunting nightmare this year we retooled the team we lost a couple guys no big deal brought in a couple locker room guys really got the team to a roster we thought would compete in the league and right now we currently sit three eight and one and we haven't won a game since no November 4th we haven't won a game in a month um, the season is not going as planned whatsoever. I don't know what's going on. The boys can't fit. I know what's going on. The league's really fucking good, and we're just getting older, and we did lose two younger guys who were very good, and we are just not putting the puck in the net, and we're not winning games. Uh, two games ago, we had a couple guys getting a fist fight, a couple guys calling names, won't mention anybody. Some people got suspended. I got suspended. And... Last game, we 
absolutely the wheels just completely fell off. We were instantly down four to one before I even even sat down on the bench. I swear to God. And we are spiraling so far out of control uh, that we're almost having discussions of if we need to move leagues next year. So beer league hockey has its issues right now in my life. And it's kind of a, you know, a sore spot, you know, hashtag to start the year was championship or bust. Now it's more like, you know, try to avoid coming in last. Um, you know, and it, and it, the season really did just get turned on its head, but all the boys love playing hockey. I'm going to keep continuing the updates and good news is, is every team does make the playoffs. So worse comes to worse. We'll see everybody um, in March ready to chop heads off uh, as the long next. Our logo is a giraffe smoking a cigarette. Uh, that is something we're very proud of. We spent way too much on the jerseys. Um, and I don't know if you've heard or seen, but we are sponsored by Fox Hills Chrysler Jeep. Fox Hills Chrysler Jeep, located at 111 Ann Arbor Road in Plymouth. Your one-stop shop for Chrysler and Jeep. Great service and wonderful selection. Thank you, Fox Hills Chrysler Jeep, for your continued support of the Level 2 Longnecks, Champagne Athletics, and all followers of the Longnecks and Champagne Athletics. So I appreciate you guys uh, listening today, sticking with me. Um, the one thing I do want to leave you here with, and I do plan on making these a little longer um, and really kind of getting down what we want to talk about here. Um, but this was just a short little guy, get me warmed up, get you guys back acclimated with me um, and get, get me back into, into your lives. Um, but the one thing I, I want to do here is if you are listening still at this point, we're like 29 minutes in. So if you're here, man, you, you are just a soldier. But I would love for you guys to send me questions, anything you want to ask to champagneathletics at gmail.com. Ask me any kind of question you want. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of great ones from my friends here. But if you do send me a question to athletics at gmail.com. I don't think I said that the first time. Champagneathletics at gmail.com. I will send you a sticker of the bottle logo, which I know is something you guys keeps you up at night of something you want. Um, so I will send you a Champagne Athletics sticker. If you send me um, mailbag questions to champagneathletics at gmail.com. Um, I plan week in and week out to change what I want you guys to email me, but Feel free to send me any questions, open open forum, any questions you guys got, and I'll answer them in a mailbag next week. If you do, I'll send you guys a Champagne Athletic sticker, slap it on your laptop, your forehead, street sign, whatever you got to do. Don't forget to visit ChampagneAthletics.com, click the shop there, click the shop link, and go buy a t-shirt. There's a lot of t-shirts in there I think you guys might like. Christmas is coming up. Um... And yeah, that's pretty much all I got. ChampagneAthletics.com, shop, and send emails to ChampagneAthletics at gmail.com. You guys are the best, and thank you very much for tuning in to the Welcome Back, episode 12 of The Fizz. Have a good one, guys. Chart with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Okay, we poppin' champagne like we won a championship game.
Cause I ball hard, no sleep I am the bird man.